our scripture reading this morning is three short verses. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, and through God's Spirit, he speaks to us. He says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word of God for you, the people of God. May God bless this reading and our understanding. My question this morning is, how do we give thanks as our scripture says we should in all circumstances? How do we give thanks in all circumstances. One of my favorite hymns, which we'll sing in just a little while, is Now Thank We All Our God. Now Thank We All Our God was written in 1636 by German pastor Martin Rinkart during the Thirty Years' War. In one of the worst years, Rinkart is said to have buried over 4,000 of his parishioners, sometimes as many as 50 people in one day. Imagine that. For 30 years, for 30 years, his parish was ravaged not only by war, but also disease and famine. In that context, in that context, how did Martin Rinkart write these words? Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things has done, in whom this world rejoices. How did he write those words when all around him was suffering and death? We have much for which to be thankful, obviously. But there is also much for which we're not thankful. How do you give thanks if you are grieving the loss of a loved one? How do you give thanks if, like so many families, your family is fractured and the Thanksgiving meal if there is one, will most likely end up in a fight rather than something for which to be thankful. How do you give thanks if you're flat on your back in a hospital bed? Ten days ago, in Santa Clarita, California, there was another school shooting. Two students were killed and three were injured. So far this year, there have been 369 mass shootings, 
when I first read that, I, I, I read it quickly and was that, that number thought it was 369 people. No, 369 mass shootings. More shootings than days in the year. No one gives thanks for those circumstances. For some families, this Thanksgiving, when they gather around their table, they will be scared to death, afraid that one or both parents will be deported, that at some point before Christmas, they'll be torn apart. Give thanks in all circumstances. When there's so much in the world that's wrong, how is that possible? How does that even make sense? For me, a part of the answer is found in the liturgical calendar, the calendar of the church year. On our national calendar, today is Thanksgiving Sunday. But all around the world, in churches everywhere, on the liturgical calendar, today is Christ the King, Reign of Christ Sunday. It's the culmination of the Christian year, a year of following the birth, life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ the King, Reign of Christ Sunday, reminds us that God's love is supreme. Christ the King, reign of Christ Sunday, reminds us that God's love is the essence of life, the source of all that is good. It reminds us that ultimately, God's love will prevail that ultimately God's love will prevail. And for that, for that, we can be thankful. We can be thankful not for the awfulness of the world, but because we know, we know that the awfulness is not the end of the story. Al Wynn a leader in the Presbyterian Church, suggests that we think of it as the difference between therefore and nevertheless. He notes that at the heart of biblical faith, we do not find airtight arguments sealed with therefore. All is right with the world. Therefore, let us have faith. Therefore, let us praise God. Therefore, let us give thanks. Instead, at the heart of biblical faith, we find things that do not logically follow, sealed with nevertheless. Much is wrong with the world. Evil is great, and terrible accidents happen. Nevertheless, let us have faith. Nevertheless, let us praise God. Nevertheless, let us give thanks. Nevertheless. That's the first part of why we can give thanks in all circumstances. The second part is God is with us. 
Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, the season of preparation for Christmas. In the birth of Christ, God became human. We call that incarnation. God becoming flesh. Incarnation. God taking on our human nature. And because of that, God experiences everything that we experience and God is with us in all our circumstances. Gun violence, racism, poverty, policies that tear families apart, politics that tear our country apart. These things break our hearts. They anger us. They cause us to fear for our children's future, and they should. But at the same time, we can give thanks. We can give thanks because God is with us in the midst of it all. You may be grieving a loss. You may be dealing with an illness. You may be frustrated and angry by all the injustice in the world. Whatever you're feeling, God feels it too. Whatever you're facing, God faces it with you. Whatever you're going through, God goes through it with you. We don't give thanks for these circumstances, but we can give thanks because God is with us in them. Paul did not say give thanks for all circumstances. He said give thanks in all circumstances. A wonderful example of this is Doris Miller. Doris passed away just a few years ago. In her 90s, Doris was confined to a hospital's extended care ward. She had diabetes and several other problems and spent her days between her bed and her wheelchair. Over the years, she'd had both feet and then both legs amputated. She lived in considerable pain. Also, she had no family to come and visit her. She had simply outlived most of them. Nevertheless, nevertheless, what Doris did with her days was something wonderful, something amazing when you consider the context of her life. When she was able to, she wheeled her chair up and down the corridors, visiting the other residents. She learned their birthdays and gave them birthday cards and cards for the other holidays. She checked in on them when they were depressed, listening to them when they wanted to talk, praying with them when they wanted to pray. 
She went to the recreation room and took part in the games, but often not so much to take part, but to help the staff help the others. She was a light of hope. She was full of joy. She gave her love and her energy and her enthusiasm to everyone around her, despite her circumstances. Doris had a deep prayer life, and she always began her prayers by giving thanks. She thanked God for God's goodness and love. She thanked God for being with her and helping her. She thanked God for her doctors, nurses, and all the people around her. She thanked God for all kinds of things. Much is wrong in the world. Nevertheless, like Doris, we can give thanks in all circumstances because no matter what they are, God is with us. This Thanksgiving might be a truly wonderful time in your life, or it might not be. Whatever your circumstances, God is with you. God is with you in all circumstances. Thanks be to God. Amen.